supreme excitement of CKUT's presentation of Sojourns in Space will begin shortly. But first, an important message. Need to get away? Seen all the usual places a hundred times? Well, leave that bungalow in Terra Paradisica behind and head for Notos, an entire pristine planetoid of virgin rainforest filled to the brim with jaw-dropping sights, not to mention magnificent fauna from every phylum of the order, a All manner of distinguished discerning individuals come here to get away, or on occasion are dropped off by concerned associates looking to give them an extended vacation. Notos is a place to be if you don't want anyone to know where you are. And now, back to our regular programming. Serial, the two dudes, intergalactic fixers par excellence, bit off a little more than even they could chew. Pursued by Judith also held a newly minted femme fatale, hell-bent on vengeance against them. They themselves searched for a runaway pet Zorblong, which proved surprisingly elusive. Hired by the adolescent captain of industry, Orpheus Anderson, to destroy the symbolic great peace bridge between former enemies Colchis and Chrysomelon, he ran into their old nemeses, Betsy Brackett and Gladys Sturgeon, Newly deputized agents of the unholy order of space witches. After much confusion, the dude in the brown suit and Gladys, unlikely allies, reached the ultra-valuable Clom shipment, being transported onto the bridge, and sped away with it. Judith and the Zorblong, secretly the mastermind all along, formed an even less likely alliance. As for the dude in the gray suit, he managed to escape after blowing up the bridge with Betsy on his tail. We find him in a dinghy underground parking garage after hours, indulging in his space nicotine habit while keeping a helpless employee of Anderson's tied up and suspended upside down from the ceiling. You know, that reminds me. Funny story. Please! Please don't hurt me! Shh! So there I am, I'm having a drink, minding my own business, right? Then half a dozen guys walk in. I keep my head down, don't want no trouble. Well, they do, but then there's the whole... Please! Okay, whatever! I'll tell you whatever you want! Could you let me finish? I'm telling you a story here. Now, you made me forget where I was. Was I the guy who disintegrated his own privates yet? No! Don't! Don't! I'm begging you! I'm not gonna. For Grudax's sake, pal. Pull yourself together. I'm a dude, not a psychopath. Though, admittedly, the two categories aren't mutually exclusive. Look, all I need from you are the access codes to Orpheus Anderson's space liner. What? So... So why'd you have to blind me up and hang me upside down? I could've just told you! Sorry, guy. Force a habit, I guess. Now, you mind handing over those codes? I'll help you down. Oh, sure! It's two, three, four, seven, seven, four on the numerical input. Then light fuchsia on the chroma sensor. Figures. There, your blindfold's off. I suppose civility won the day this time. Eventually. But, but wait a second! You're that guy, aren't you? You're the one who blew up the Great Peace Bridge! Yeah, well, you should thank me. I did the great discipline of architecture a service getting rid of that eyesore. What is it you want with Master Anderson, then? Are you going to blow up his ship as well? Is that your thing? Blowing things up? No, that was a one-time deal. I'm going to get what I owe from him. And maybe ask nice for his help in tracking down my slippery, no-good partner. You mean the one who ran off with a giant shipment of clone? He's got every fortune hunter in the universe on his tail now. Ha! I don't think you realize. 
I'm the fucking dude in the gray suit now. Who are you betting on? <sighs> Meanwhile, in the cosmos, the saucer Eldritch, with an obscenely large amount of calm in tow, heads for nowhere in particular at all speed, flown by the dude in the brown suit as Gladys Sturgeon bemoans her situation while riding shotgun. How would I ever let this happen? Committing grand theft calm with a known miscreant and fleeing the scene of the crime on his gene-damn flying saucer? Hey, what's wrong with the saucer, girl? She's a sturdy old gal, not to mention... I know, I know. Speedy and well-equipped. See? You're coming around! I am not! I'm one of the good guys. I shouldn't even be talking to you, unless it's to say, Hands up! Put the ray gun down, scum! Step away from the glowing altar! That sounds more like the other one than you. You're... well, you're nice. You really think so? Shut up! Turn this thing around! We're going back to Colchis. That might not be such a good idea. Why's that? You don't want to go to prison? Well, duh. But there's also the matter of the fuel, or lack thereof. What? Are you serious? I don't joke about fuel, miss. Matter of fact, when I was a young one, my granddaddy always told me, he put me on his knee, which was really uncomfortable, on the account of his having to get prosthetic metal kneecaps after that whole thing with the automatic shoestring machine, and he told me, don't you ever care about fuel, boy, it isn't done. Though, of course, he also told me chicks had a bunch more teeth than guys, because that's where they stored them. Okay, okay. How bad is it? Well, we're pretty much on fumes right now. The gravito really eats up the reserves. I've had my eye on the readout for some time, but I didn't want to alarm you. Don't you think I'd be alarmed if we stopped dead and were left drifting in the cold nothingness? It's not as bad as all that. We've got enough to crash land on that planetoid there. The green one? Yep, we're already right up on its atmosphere. Uh, maybe you'd better fashion your seatbelts. Well, there aren't any seatbelts! Wow, really? We just never used them, but I always thought they were there, at least. You know, that ain't right. Who the hell makes a flying saucer without seatbelts? Doesn't anybody care about safety anymore? Maybe we can sue them if we die in a fiery wreck down there. Good idea! You know, we should do that! Oh, heckity. I really, really don't want this to be under the death tab in my Galactopedia article. Hey, at least you got your own. I'm just implied in between the dude in the beige suit and the dude in the mocha suit under list of known dude operatives by color. And that really bums me. Mocha's not even a real color. Are those trees? Steer towards the trees! Toward them, damn it! We're way past steering, miss. Probably past praying, too, though I guess that's just as well. Grudax doesn't answer my messages at all these days. Jerkweed! How can you be so calm? Is that a hardened mercenary thing? Well, oh, there goes the claw. Look out! Hey! Dude! We're alive! We are alive! Are we? Huh. Well, how about that? It's incredible. The vines acted like a cushion. We're suspended 20 feet off the ground. Whoa. Ain't that something. Don't tell me. This has happened to you before? Not exactly. Last time it was an ice formation over in Hyperborea. It's just a little hard to be surprised every time, you know? What? 
is it with you? Wish I knew. Some stuff just doesn't... To hit you see the size of that snake. It was looking at me, I swear. What kind of planet is this? Ha! Pardon mercenary, huh? Watch you don't break your neck climbing down unless a hitherto undiscovered cushion bug is waiting in that exact spot to catch your fall. <laughs> well, there's no need to be mean. Hey, wait up, will ya? As the witchy law person and the ophidiophobic mercenary carefully descend their crashed conveyance using some stray vines, far away the other dude is steadily approaching his target with the determination of a true intergalactic good-for-nothing. Having smuggled himself back into Antisteria Prime and successfully infiltrated the Tomorrow Institute shipyards, where the sumptuous luxury liner Nemesine is docked, he makes his way to Orpheus Anderson's private entrance moments before the ship is to start on its way. Last call for Nemesine. Last call for Nemesine. Yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. Identify yourself. Orpheus Anderson. I mean, Orpheus Anderson. Welcome, Master Anderson. Please input security code. Two, three, four, seven, seven, four? Code accepted. Please input favorite color. Ah, uh, this has got a dial. Uh, uh, that looks like fuchsia to me. Color accepted. Proceed. Jeez, thanks. Don't mind if I do. Casting off. Never sign casting off. You don't say. Alright. Time to pay up, Master Anderson. Here we are. Wow. <laughs> Modest by his standards. Master Anderson, Lodovic is on line one. Patch him through, Glenda. Do not try to defend yourself. I instructed you to obtain the 31 Maison d'Ambrose. I am holding a bottle of the 32, a distinctively inferior product that will now lessen my guest's enjoyment of the festivities by a statistically significant amount. There can be no forgiveness for this transgression. Therefore, I am firing you as of this moment. Security will conduct you to the aft airlock. This conversation is at an end. Glenda, hold all further calls. I will take my bi-weekly allotted time for existential pondering now. Of course, Master Anderson. Yes, Ludovico didn't cut the mustard, huh? You! I mean, dude, this is... unexpected. Damn right. You were gonna set us up as patsies for the whole bridge business, weren't you? whole lot easier when the extremists have a face, isn't it? That would be extremist, dude. Correct pronunciation. Don't test me, pal. Besides, I know you're wrong. Now go ahead. Worm your way out of this. I want to watch it try. You have it all wrong, dude. It was never my intention that you be blamed for the incident. Had you executed it correctly, that would not have occurred. So it's my fault, huh? We're forgetting who's holding the ray gun in our relationship, pal. Dude, this you must believe. I had every intention of wiring my thanks to you after I saw the headlines, along with ample payment for a job well done. Only, since your organization disavowed you, reaching you proved impossible. Is that right? You swear it on your planet-sized pounds of cash? I will swear it on anything. In fact, if you will allow me, I will ask my secretary to drop a check this very moment for a win. Master, we have succeeded. At last, the final playsetting is... Oh, who could it be? 
That tin pot lowlife forgot to play the fall person. Lamont, your timing is perfect as ever. I am employing sarcasm. Well, well, I was just waiting for an excuse to turn you into goo, you disgusted bootlicker. And, well, well. We, we were taken out of context. Lamont, do not bother. My deception has been revealed. Were the due to shoot us both now, it would be understandable. Damn right. Though you would be demonstrating your inferior intellect if you did so. Uh, you got a point, smartass. I swear, you're more badly in need of a locker stuffing than any kid I've ever met. Someone tried to do that to me in fourth grade. He soon learned the folly of his actions. The point? Yes, the point. Yes, the... the point. Master! Your services are not presently required, Lamont. I... I will tell you, dude. There is another matter you can assist me with. A matter of supreme importance. I don't think so, Nehi. You want another bridge blown? Send the bootlicker there with some nitroglycerin mouthwash. Tell him it's the latest chic thing among the hoity-toity crowd, and he'll down the whole thing in one go. <laughs> we severely resent that insemination! Resent it all you like. It is likely correct. But we are diverging from the point. The fact is, dude, I have an ulterior motive in putting on this lavish cruise. It is not merely to reassert my status as the intergalactic elite's favored visionary. That is all but assured. It is to gain the favor of a particular member of that elite. Master, he does not need to know... Lamont. Enough. Mm -hmm. Her name is Comtesse Henrietta de Comte. And... She is the loveliest creature, yet produced by the algorithms of creation that govern all life upon this universe. Sorry? Did you say something sappy? And here I thought you were still at the gross stage of psychosexual development. I was. Until approximately a week and a half ago. It is a most distressing development, this infatuation. I had not accounted for it in my supreme plan for the coming millennium. In fact, since it occurred, I have scarcely been able to give any plans any thought. Do you know what this can mean? It could be the undoing of all I've worked for. Imagine the loss to the inhabitants of the eons to come. You can skip that part. You should know matchmaking is not usually within a dude's, shall we say, purview. In the entirely hypothetical reality where I accept the insane offer you're about to make, it would require some very significant compensation. Anything. Anything. You cannot comprehend my desperation. I must... I must hold her hand, and engage in banter sprinkled with naughty double entendres, and kiss her on the lips. Oh. Hold up, lover boy. What is it you want me to do exactly then? Deliver your shitty poetry or platinum-coated chocolates or what? No. I am, indisputably, an entrepreneur without equal. Mm -hmm. Yet, as a suitor, I leave very much to be desired. Just look at my poetry, dude. Look at it. The 87th draft. Great Grudax. My most mellifluous one. Ah! That stuff ought to be goddamn quarantined, kiddo. Otherwise the whole universe might stop reproducing. I know, I know. That is my curse. Which is why you must woo her for me, dude. You are a man of the world. Many of them, in fact. You know women, don't you? At your age, I can only suppose... Stop right there. I propose not do that, huh? I ain't the shriveled-up conjure you young'uns take me for. But I don't think I can pass for thirteen. 
30 maybe, if I don't take off my hat. There will be no need to impersonate me, dude. Though I suspect a corn-bluffed brand improved adapto mask might do the trick. Even if you can never replicate my commanding presence. Uh-huh, whatever. Do you have an answer for me, then? I do, actually. And let me tell you, as fun as all this sounds, I got something called honor. And I couldn't call myself a dude if I gave it up, even for all the cash in your off-nebula account. Is that so? Lamont, bring up the display. First Independent Bank of Orion, my personal savings. Display, total account balance. That is the sum I am offering here, dude. Final and tax-free. It should be more than sufficient for your previous job, as well as any perceived insults related to that. So... You may speak, Lamont, but please attempt to restrain your verbosity to the extent you are able to. Oh, thank you, Master! We are ceaselessly in danger to you for this bombing- Yes, yes. Kindly relieve the dude of his firearm. I hope he will have no need for it during the remainder of the stay. As you command, if I may- Just a second, pal. Don't get cheeky. How do I know this dame's even real? She is not a dame! She's a being of a higher order than humanity. Is my turgid poetry and uncharacteristic gibbering not proof enough? Hmm. Yeah, now you mention it, it is. We got a deal, Mr. Anderson. I'll just be holding on to this piece for the sake of principle. Now, you got a real fancy-ass cabin for me to sit around till showtime? I've kind of been sleeping in storage depots the last few nights. Wonder whose fault that is. Of course. Lamont will convey you to the Talia Suite which should prove adequate for your needs. Sounds great. <laughs> Just so long as it's furnished nice enough to be worth trashing the place. Gotta keep up appearances, you know. Are you quite sure this undertaking is advisory, Master? I do not pay you to question my executive decisions, Lamont. Now leave me. Equanimously, Master. <sighs> Henrietta. As the lovesick visionary is left to existential pondering, or, more likely, idle fantasizing. In his magnificent office, Gladys and Brown sit around a middling campfire amid far less color-coordinated environs, considering their next course of action and munching on some hastily procured rations. Hey! Snake ain't so bad when you burn it to a crisp! How'd you even get yours that burned? This is the worst fire I've ever seen. If my old troop were here, I'd never hear the end of it. Oh, whoa, you're a space scout. I I guess that figures. But wait, how does one go from that to the unholy order of space witches anyway? Way too easily. Half the girls I knew joined up too. Other half went to the Cosmic Conjurer's Consortium. May Hecate condemn them all to eternal basting. That's harsh. What did they ever do to you? Just dirty knockoffs is all. There's a whole history... But I shouldn't be telling you, being an outsider and all, and a criminal to boot. Ouch! Bit unfair, I mean. I, I, I am both of those things, but then again, I think we're really building up a rapport here. I don't think so. Look, I ain't no head shrinker, miss, but it seems to me you got some long-repressed attraction to the criminal element. Or maybe just me? How dare you! You... you jerk! Okay, then. Look, it's a long story, okay? 
You sure you want to hear it? Well... Okay, so we were out on a hiking trip to Purple Pansy Hill for our merit badges. Oh! No! Talk! What? Oh no! Dude, they've got us surrounded! Oh, come on! You were just getting to the good part. Torque! Say! No talk! <laughs> Sleep now. Okay. Who the hell are you? Don't you swing that stick anywhere near me! I'll have you know, I'm a duly deputized agent of the unholy order- <clears throat> All sleep now. You two cohorts. Good time for nap. Are you serious? Shouldn't we bring them back to the court? Torg? <sighs> Whatever. Hey, is that boiled snake? The quiet jungle night passes. Brown is woken at the crack of dawn by Torg's loud snoring, and beholds the bizarre sight of a half dozen or so space banditos curled up sound asleep around the smoldering remains of their campfire. Gladys, too, remains quite unconscious. Oh, what on Fatrusha did that gorilla hit me with? Man, I haven't slept that good in months! <laughs> Ow! Oh, don't really care for an encore, though. Focus, dude. Focus. Plan of action. Man, that is not your thing. Okay, look. Enough. You don't need that, geezer. You got this. There's a sequence of events here where you leave all these guys tied up, leave the junior witch behind, and fly off with a shitload of clom and the universe in your back pocket. Metaphorically speaking, of course. Uh, maybe if I just take his stick... Or maybe not. Okay, so just skedaddle and take your chances in the jungle. Great, sounds good. <laughs> See? Look at you, Mr. Mastermind. Now, if I could just stop talking to myself all the time. <laughs> Is this where we were before? Shit, it all looks the same. What the hell, jungle? Okay, no problem. Time for those patented dude instincts. The way to civilization is... That way! All right, all right. Uh, hmm? ah, nice! Would you look at that? A real no-joke trail. That is why you get the big bucks, buddy. Looks like it was made by some vehicle. Definitely heading that way. Too easy. Just follow that and you'll be... Is, is that a motor? Wow, okay, that's closer than I thought. Wait, wait, wait a second. Ah, please don't! Earth Python? Real dangerous. Good thing Torque come. Sleep's a good for making sleep. Good for killing Python, too. Oh, go, go, dancing Grudax! Are there no other animals on this planet? Hi, dude. Aren't you glad we found you? Oh, please. Please don't. Come on. Apparently their camp ain't far from here. Seems like there's quite a few of them. They all like him? I'd be a bit more grateful to Torg if I were you. Those monsters killed a lot of our own before he got here. Well, you seem pretty normal. Black sheep or something? 
We're not related. None of us are. We all came here against our will, like you two. Believe me, no one sane would come here by choice. Have you thought of leaving? Building a ship out of the wreckage of all your craft? You misunderstand, lady. There ain't no craft. If you brought one, it's the first ever to land here. Well, land might not be strictly accurate. You mean, you were all brought here? What for? Don't you know where you are? You mean you really don't know? Well, now when you say it like that, I feel like I should. Don't worry, she's going to say it now. You can just tell she's waiting for it. If you insist, this is the Queen of the Serpent's Domain, the deadliest place in the universe. The planetoid outsiders call Notos. What? Wait. Notos? Like the hellhole the mob throws people into when they want them to go away? Not like that, Notos. Oh. Are you kidding me? Back to the Nemesine again. All the guests have turned out for the scheduled ball, held appropriately in the ship's enormous ballroom. The host and owner of the vessel, planning on a fashionably late arrival on the advice of his new lifestyle guru, is just setting out from his office to enter the fray, attired in top hat and tails, only a monocle away from a passable Arsène Lupin cosplay. I... I am bound for the ball, Linda. Hold all my calls. Even the God Emperor. Of course, Master Anderson. <sighs> He's gone. He can come out now. Finally! Never has Sire of Zobrongany been subjected to such ignominy! Hiding from preschoolers, the very thought... Are you finished? You go on and on about your predicament every chance you get, but never a thought for me. Don't forget, I have to make his tea and patch his calls through and say, of course, Mr. Anderson, all with a disgusting alien monster salivating on my feet. You are mistaken, Miss Osterheld. That substance is not saliva. It is merely perspiration. Oh, wonderful. Now, what will I do with these shoes? Never understood the concept of shoes. You know, if you weren't actually so fucking clever, I've, I'd have thrown you in the garbage disposal after your first monologue. <sighs> but. I am. I don't know how you predicted Grey would end up shuffling on board, but regardless, it couldn't be a more perfect opportunity. We must execute my plan without error! Then our sweet, sweet revenge will be assured. Not to mention control of a planet-sized supply of the most valuable substance in existence. You can keep it, though I have no idea what you could possibly do with it. Well... I really don't care. All right, I'll go get ready. Ensure you select an outfit that exposes your carapace in an alluring manner so as to distract the male hominids. Carapace? Or whatever the human anatomical equivalent is. I know that no green-blooded Zorbron can resist the appeal of a shapely, furry carapace laid enticingly bare. Ugh. No hors for me. As the disguised Judith readies herself to enter the ballroom, the object of her vendetta is already mingling, dressed precisely as he always is, except with the top shirt button buttoned under protest. An adapto mask, which makes him look strikingly like a second-rate party magician, protects his identity. Lamont, seemingly instructed not to leave his side for a moment, introduces him 
to the latest gaggle of society hags. Monsieur Gray, may we affect a presentiment of the much-renowned Madame Hélène Polignard of Anthisteria Prime? Uh-huh. Pleasure. Likewise, I must say, I've not heard of you, sir. What is your field? Show business of some kind, perhaps? Oh, uh, materials. Oh, just like my dear late husband. Processing or acquisition? Both. Judge yourself. How marvelous. Yeah. <coughs> Are you quite all right? <sighs> just a sore throat, man. I think it's this artificial atmosphere. Can't stand it. Oh, I know. Believe me. I know. For me, it's close. Whenever I wear sky blue, I'm always coughing something horrible. Quel horror. Sounds like it. And it's my best color, you know? That's why I usually end up settling for salmon, though Hortense still thinks slime matches my eyes better. What do you think? Couldn't say, ma'am. Actually, I don't see how you could look more lovely, to be honest. What a nice man. You know, I can't say why, but I have the strangest feeling that I've seen you somewhere before. Your voice... Trade conference, no doubt. Yes, this must be it. What specialty did Oh, you look, the hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> Looks like they're going fast. Is that Neptunian caviar? My, oh, you'll excuse me. Won't you, gentlemen? It's been lovely meeting you. Same here. Don't forget the champagne. That's a great year. Well, I have no doubt. Adieu, for now. Where the hell is this chick, anyhow? You know, I met that hag before, about a certain monstrous little pet she'd lost. Any further interaction, and I might not be able to contain this urge to fling myself at the nearest airlock. Now you must have patience. Have you seen an airlock by any chance? Maybe I could, like, join you. <gasps> it, it is... Let me guess. Contest the camp. Charmed, etc. Whatever, magician guy. Like, if you want to suck up to somebody, try Duke Cassini over there. He's only five, so if you give him a lollipop when his minder isn't looking, he might grant you an estate. I'll keep that in mind. Enjoying the party, are you? Well, I don't know. I mean, I didn't enjoy the last 374 ones exactly like this one, but I'm still willing to give it the benefit of the doubt this time. Milady, our master is supremely honored to have you. Skip it, sycophant. That shtick was way old already when you worked for Lord Bernard. Think that was why he chased you out of his Atmos schloss with a fireplace poker? That was a misunderstanding. Yeah, well, at least it was bitchin'. Uh-huh. Verily, verily, t'was indeed supremely bitching. Say, Lamont, I didn't know you knew the lingo of the youth. That is your mistake, sir. There are none more street than we were. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can tell. So you're broccoli, huh? Broccoli? Only, like, the coolest guys are broccoli. Dog? We define broccoli! <laughs> Humorize if you like, but we are not known as Lamont the Broccoli for nothing. Now, if you will excuse us, we must throw down some wraps. Would it not do to keep my homies waiting? Better reserve your spot now. That should send a stampede for the airlocks. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty funny for an old guy. Thank you. Though, actually, I'm just 56. 
Whoa, that's even older than I thought. Though I guess magicians are always old, right? They may well be, but I wouldn't know. See, your worship, I ain't no magician. No shit. What do you do then, if you do stuff? Yeah, I kill people. No shit. No shit. Wow. Do you just, like, do that, though? Or is it, like, your actual, like, job? It's my job, though I must admit to deriving some measure of enjoyment from it on occasion. Like, when the guy really, really had it coming to him. Wow. That's literally the coolest thing I've heard all week. <laughs> to be fair, my profession does have me doing some other things. Like what? Don't say paperwork. Oh, there's that, but I meant more like boosting spaceships, hanging people out windows, and blowing shit up. You gonna blow this ship up? It would be the coolest thing if you did that right now. I'm afraid not. That would be rude. After all, I'm here as Mr. Anderson's guest. Orpheus Anderson? That dork in the cape over there. I thought he was meant to be, like, the second richest man in the universe. No, uh, he is not the second. I wouldn't underestimate him, your worship. You know the Great Peace Bridge attack? Yeah. What's that got to do with anything? I blew it up. And he asked me to do it. No shit. Wait, wait. But that was extremists and shit. There was even a picture of the guy who punched out the general secretary. <laughs> I saw some great memes about that. I'll bet I was that guy. No shit! But streamline proceedings in the future, your worship. Let's just establish that I am not full of shit. No matter how outlandish what I say may seem, you can believe it. So when I tell you that that teenager cosplaying as Twink Dracula over there is actually one of the most dangerous men in the universe, it's because it is, so... Wow. And did I mention he's a notorious master of seduction? Wait, what? Like, how old is he? As a wise man once said, it's not the years, girl, it's the mileage. His odometer already laid down and surrendered some time ago, but he's undeterred. For him, it's always a new conquest, then another, and then another, and so forth. No sh- Wait. You think he's, like, into me? Can't you feel the waves of his magnetism radiating across the room? When you're an artist like he is, it's not just random. He's sending that beam out with a single intended target. Want to guess what that would be, your worship? Uh, that's a rhetorical device, right? Indeed it is. Go on now. I think he's waiting for you. Okay. He really told you to build that bridge up, right? Yeah. And I hear he shoots the employees he fires into space. Oh, yeah. All right, you better not screw this one up, Nehi. I just handed her to you. Hey, you! You like seeing Orpheus Anderson? I have to talk to him about something. I haven't. But I'm sure he's around here somewhere. He is the host, after all. Okay, well, thanks for nothing. You're welcome. Wait. Are you one of those, like, femme fatale types? Excuse me? I mean, do you do the whole man-eater husky smoking thing? Do you have, like, some awful backstory and are out to get some guy you'll never forgive for, like, how he treated you? I don't smoke. But the rest is accurate. What do you ask? Oh, nothing. Maybe, I don't know. I wondered if you had some tips. 
Well, there are some books I could recommend. And, like, right now. Hmm. Well, always look them right in the eye. And don't look away for anything. They have to feel like you're staring into the very depths of their souls. Though actual soul staring is optional. Okay. Cool. Hey, there he is. Uh, thanks, I guess. Don't worry about it. If you need some more advice, look me up. I wouldn't mind having a pro today. Could you teach me, like, how to pout so it looks sexy instead of bratty? Like this? Honestly, there's the coolest people at this party. Hey, uh, Orpheus, behind you. The correct address is Master... Uh, Sorry, what was that? Didn't quite catch it. Uh, wow, the old guy wasn't kidding. I've never seen a gaze like that. Well, clearly you have never met Orpheus Anderson. Contesta Camp, I presume. You presume right. Okay, Orpheus. Is it true Mr. Anderson, you... a moment of your time. What? I cannot speak to you at present. Please feel free to try me again later, or even better, never bother me again. Sorry, wasn't asking. Betsy Brackett, duly deputized agent, UOSW. What? Like the unholy order of space witches? The actual unholy order. You betcha. I have some questions for you about the recent extremist attack on Colchis. Could they not be asked at a later time? I am... Not putting your schedule, am I, Mr. Anderson? Gee, I'm sorry. Now, do you want your whole ship full of suck-ups to know you're a suspect in a major criminal investigation? Or do you want to go someplace we can talk more privately? Like, this instant? <sighs> Excuse me, Contess. We may resume this afterwards. Okay. How about on the aft observatory? In, like, uh, an hour. Just like the two of us. I would like that. How sweet. Now, if you'll be so kind. Till then. See ya. Wow. Anderson, half-dragged by the space witch, leaves the ballroom and his enchanted admirer, while in a dank dungeon dug into the unappealing ochre earth of Notos, said witch's partner and her supposed prisoner languish in captivity. Judging by the latter's greater-than-usual scruffiness and the former's look of utter boredom, they've been in there for some time. Hey. Hey. Want to play questions? Stop. You lose. First round. I, I thought you'd be good at this by now. I might be, if I could stand to play it any longer. Don't you know any other games? How about match up the dude in his embarrassing hat-related story? We all have one. No thanks. Silence is just fine. Suit yourself. Hey, can someone let us out of here already? Have a heart, you bastards! I'm dying here! We tried everything, dude. It's no use. Whatever their reason for locking us up forever in this cellar, apparently it's very good. At least the last one wasn't so musty. Oh, come on. Uh, at least tell me your tragic backstory or something. What makes you think I have a tragic backstory? There's something there. Nobody keeps a ledger of things not to do if they're squeaky clean all the way. That's another thing my granddaddy taught me. Look, okay, it's just... You 
Come with Torg. Me? No. Nail you. Uh, no trouble, Mr. Torg. No trouble at all. Say, how's the old sleep stick these days? That's just plain sexism. Brown is conveyed by the brutes to the largest tent in the bandit's camp, evidently of great religious significance to them, as may be discerned from the shoes strewn along the entranceway. After removing his own with the threat of a stick bashing hanging over him, the dude enters and finds a surprisingly lavish throne, decorated with various kinds of serpents, occupied by a similarly accessorized woman of indeterminate age and indiscernible demeanor. You are in the presence of the Queen of Serpents. Bow. You got it, your ineffableness. May I say, you're looking more queenly in person than I imagined. More serpently, too. Enough. Sure things, sugar. Of. Of. This chit-chat. Her wits. Her royal person has a matter she wishes to discuss with you. Wow. With me, huh? Can I just say it's been an honor to come? We will do well. Will I? Hey, that's good to hear! What a load off. Arrange the ceremony. As you command. Though I think there may be a more suitable match. You question me? Who? Me? You must be mistaken, my queen. I do not mistake. Of course not. I, I didn't mean to imply. Leave us... All right, fair. Not exactly batting 400 here. Come on, Torg. Torg! Leaving now. Yeah, you do that. Take care now. Me and her munificentness will just be chillin'. So... Baseball. Metaphors. Yeah, I don't get them either. They are fools. Yeah, well... I didn't mean to say anything, but... Contemptible, fools. Yeah. Do you think... I mean, is there any way that you can maybe talk faster? Do you just do that, or... You are insolent. Actually, I think I'm more insubordinate. Hmm. 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 Uh, you okay there? You are very amusing. I apologize... I do not always know how to speak. can be very challenging. That's very true. Hey, you're all right, your eminence-ness. Could I call you queen? You may call me what you like. You are my betrothed. Wait. Would that be betrothed in the sense of... Yes. We will be wed at dusk. Oh! Really? Huh. Okay, I think I uh, missed that bit earlier. It is the highest honor you can receive. We have waited long for your arrival, husband-to-be. It has long been foretold in prophecy. What do you know? Tell me, did the prophecy say anything about next week's galactic lotto numbers? Just in case I'm in a position to take advantage of it. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. You are very amusing. You will make a fine husband, I am certain. I always like to think so. My queen, we've located the dowry, just where the ancient prophecy said it would be. Dowry? Yes. The prize from the heavens. 
to wake the God Serpent. God Serpent! <laughs> Gee, honey, couldn't we get a reverend like all the other couples? Without the serpent, there is no ceremony. Okay, I, I get it. You want the snake. Who am I to say no, huh? The gaping mouth awaits the glorious fuchsia. Fuchsia. Fuchsia? Way. Back on the Nemesine, Gray skulks in a lower deck and attempts to enjoy a space cigarette, choosing to do so right under the no space smoking sign. A teenager in a cape, cheeks bright red, bounds in his direction. Dude, 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 there you are. I couldn't find you. I scoured all the disreputable corners. Jeez, can't a man have a smoke in peace anymore? Wait a minute. You used a contraction, didn't you? You got a temperature or something? She wants to meet me in ten minutes. Woohoo, look at you, Mr. Loverman. I guess you're set there. Not so. I cannot. I can't do this, dude. You must help me. Earn your keep, you bloodsucker. No need to get personal. What do you propose I do? Help me. Yeah, yeah. I could set a Bremenese death worm on her and have you gallantly swoop in to the rescue. If only I had a Bremenese death worm handy. Please. I feel this most perfect opportunity slipping through my fingers already. With it, my very reason for existence. Ah, I got it. Here, I got these patented dude-issue transceivers. Undetectable, don't worry. I'll listen in and give you a run-in advice. Ah, uh -uh. you are a miracle worker. Dude, I owe you everything. Not everything. Let's say 80%. Anderson is in no mood to haggle. Presently, he heads for the aft observatory, where the Comtesse and her newfound mentor, the notorious Judith Osterheld, are busy preparing for his arrival. You'll do fine. Don't worry. I'm not, like, worried. I'm just, like, petrified. That's okay. Remember to be yourself. And do everything I tell you over the earpiece. Aren't those, like, the opposite of each other? <sighs> when in doubt, stick to the latter. Now I've got some business to attend to, but I'll still be listening, okay? Okay. What kind of business? Super secret seduction stuff? <laughs> Something like that. It's about time. Maybe he won't come at all. What's usually the turnover for these love em and leave em types? Depends. Wait, he's here. He's actually... Mm-hmm. Contest? Ah, the observation deck. Fine view, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't break the silence. You might as well roll over and show him your stomach. If he's any kind of man, he'll be the one to break it. Keep it quiet, Anderson. Wait for her to do it. Then we'll see how crazy she really is for you. Bless you. Thank you. Well, that worked out nicely. Now move in. I noticed you earlier. You really caught my eye. Ask him if that's so. Is that so? What uh, did you notice? Her hair. No, her nose. No, uh... Well, it was uh, your... Wait, wait, perfume. Perfume, you see. It's quite distinctive. 
But I'm not wearing any perfume. Really? Then may I say your natural fragrance is remarkable. Nice one. Oh, damn, that was good. You'll need to... Who's there? Hey, you can't be here. Wait, what was that? Ow! Are you alright? Is there something in your ear? Sorry about that. There was no goggle. Oh, nothing. I see. We've lost momentum. Get it back. Comtesse? Er, tell me about yourself. Seriously? Well, I... I like... Fun fact! Anything! I have six toes on my left foot because of residual radiation from the nuclear crop dusting they used to do on our home planet. Gotta have special shoes made and everything. Yeah. Well, not that. That's terrible. It ought to be banned. I think it is. I mean, who ever thought that was a good idea? Right. But all nuclear energy has ever done is bring misery to humanity since its invention. Don't go on a big rant about peace. And that's a very bad thing. I guess. I don't really think about it a lot. Don't you blow up bridges and stuff, though? Like, what do you care? I do not. Yes, you do. I mean, <laughs> you know, then. Mr. Gray told you, did he? Yeah, that guy is way cool. Even if he's really old. Mr. Gray, did he say? He serves his purpose. But really, that's not my sort of... For Grudas's sake, she's only into you because she thinks you're an evil overlord. Get a clue! What did you say? Hey, I didn't say anything. Oh, not you. I mean... He's talking to him. He must be that horrible old man. You mean Mr. Gray? No shit! You two know each other? Like that are past lovers or something? I'm sorry? Definitely not. Tell him he's a contemptible plotting fool and his days are numbered. Okay. Uh, the voice in my ear is telling me to tell the voice in your ear that he's totally contemptible plotting fool and his days are totally numbered. I don't believe it. She's talking to somebody too? How insecure is today's teenage galactic elite? Who are you talking to? Oh, uh, just that chick from the ballroom, man-eater type. Shit! Judith! Tell her to eat shit! Dude, I will not relay your vulgar insults in the middle of my- Tell him I insult him vulgarly right back! She says she insults you. I mean, the old guy. Vulgarly right back. Burn! How the hell is that a burn? Well, just tell her- Hey, there's no smoking here. Uh, this just gets better and better. Gotta go! Dude? Dude! Uh, would you like to go for dinner next? Dump his ass! Back in the lower deck, Gray's hurried stubbing out his cigarette has not been enough to keep Betsy, eternal enforcer of minor regulations, off his back. Due to his adaptomask, mask, however, she does not yet recognize him. Don't you see the sign, fella? Oh, I can't read. Give me a break. How dare you make fun of my tragic lack of education, which has hampered my professional development at every step. Who the hell are you, anyway? Duly deputized agent of the unholy order of space switches. I'm here to reel in some big fish, but I don't mind picking up a small fry, too. With a stupid-ass goatee like that, I bet you've done a lot more than smoke illegally and lie to an officer of the law. Like stereotyping. I hope you know I'm making a complaint. Whatever. Hey, what's wrong with your lips? 
Uh, beg your pardon? It's like they've de-rezzed. Exactly like an adapto mask coming into contact with nicotine. Hold still. I don't think so. Bastard! Get back here! Sister, we got a runner on deck four. Don't worry, I'll get him. Like hell! Uh... <laughs> Infernal human! You should feel bottomless shame trading on a member of a higher species! What the... you? Well, well. Can I get a paycheck out of this yet? Let me go! By God's name, I command you! Wow. You talk, huh? What do you know? Not even the weirdest thing I've seen today. Put the Zorblong down. No can do. Come on, pal. Let's you and me blow this joint. I object to any declaration at first that the two of us is a collective. After a harrying pursuit through the ship's lower decks, Gray finds his way into the dedicated music room while Lamont is regaling the few guests assembled there with a soul-destroying display that could, in theory, be described as a rap. The Tomorrow Institute ain't something cute. It's cool as cool can be. There's a future you see. And mirrored hallways, yes, mirrored hallways. And thank goodness for mirrored hallways. Word. What? Does anyone know a good rhyme for mirrored hallways? Excuse me. Is anyone missing a Zorblon? Oh, the ignominy! Did you shout? It is he, Muppeteer Baba O'Home. Ah! You hold on to him, madame. He's been a bad boy. How can I ever thank you, Monsieur Gray? I say, sir, I don't mean to be rude, but it seems your face is switching off. What? Goddamn mess. Ah, that's better. Now, as for how you can thank me, I'll just take everything, if you please. Work it over. You, you're that odd extremist? You must have abducted him. Yes, he did! I was his helpless captive! I knew it! Just a moment, are you talking, Baba? No! Time to make my exit. Dude, get back here! We will not permit you to treat that good woman so shabbily. Don't push your luck, bootlicker. With what I just heard, I don't think anybody'd be sorry if I went and disintegrated you here and now. Oh, perhaps it would be more prudent to let the miscreant go his way. That's the spirit. See ya. Did anyone see a man who looked like a magician carrying a Zorblong go through here? He was not a magician. He was a terrible villain. He blew up the bridge on Cochis. I saw it on the infoscope. You don't say. Not to worry, officer. There is no way he can exfiltrate the vessel. I wouldn't be so sure of that. And don't anyone grab the Zorblong the wrong way. Trust me, you'll regret it. <laughs> Papa! While his pursuer is occupied dealing with the idle rich and their devious pets, Gray reaches the ship's navigation room, where the few escape pods are located, only to find all the crew turned into puddles, and Judith herself at the helm. Okay, Miss Osterhelm. This has gone on long enough. Time to settle this. There's only one way this will end, dude. You and your idiotic partner, reduced to the consistency of cold porridge, like these gentlemen. Except I got the drop on you. How about that? Except I've just locked the ship's controls on a direct descent into that planetoid. Do you know what that means? We're gonna descend into that planetoid. And crash, I'm guessing. Only then, 
Rule night too. My death is of no consequence if it helps to bring about yours. That is my only goal. Hey, hey, think about this. What about the kid? You're after him too, ain't you? How are you gonna get him if you die in this crash? My Zorblong associate can smell the Klom's trail through the vacuum of space. He's been secretly plotting the ship's course all this time with the use of post-hypnotic suggestion. Now we are zeroing in on its location, where he is sure to be as well. Can you conceive of a more perfect demise? Ain't no perfect demise. I know that doesn't include some variation on coitus interruptus. <laughs> Besides, you're forgetting my ace in the hole. Which is? Well... Nobody fucking move. I've got you now. But does she? First, let's check on the surface of Notos, where the queen's subjects are busy preparing for the beginning of the ceremony, scarcely aware of the rapidly approaching danger. By the entrance to the god serpent's cave, Brown is sitting around idly in his ritual vestments, while Gladys observes the scene skeptically. The massive ball of clom, adorned as an offering, looms above them. I really don't know about all this. Oh, what's the matter? You know, this could be good for me. I was just thinking it was about time for me to settle down, quit the high-stress mercenary business. It's just too weird! A cult made up of a bunch of missing persons on a jungle planet worshipping a giant snake? It's just the thing they do. You know, I bet there isn't even anything down there. Keen, stay still. Please. Please? See, Torg's a nice guy too, aren't you, Torg? Torg nice when Queen tell Torg. Be nice. Torg serve Queen. Always. And he's loyal too. What a guy. Uh, Torg, what are these? Shackles. What are the shackles for? Only for ceremonial purposes. Do not be afraid, husband. Don't worry, honey, I'm just fine. Hey, uh, uh... You still don't know my name, do you? Look, that's not... Could you just tell my girlfriend I got hitched? You know, if you ever managed to go back to a non-snake-obsessed planet. As if I'm letting you out of my sight. King or no king, you're still my captive. Uh, could you just... Let the ceremony begin. At last, the king and queen are united and the boon from the stars has been retrieved. Let the god-serpent of Notos wake from its eternal slumber and consume these sacrifices so the world may be renewed. Sacrifices? What's there beside the clomp? D does the god-serpent eat torches? No, 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 husband. We are to enjoy the supreme pleasures of being consumed by the sovereign of this world. Is it not wondrous? Hey, I didn't sign up for that. Let me out. Let me out! Not Let me just out. take the shackles. Even if you got away, Torg would hit you with his stick. He likes to do that. Yeah, I noticed. But but I don't get it. Why would you marry me just so we can just be both eaten by a snake? Will the participants please be quiet? The serpent summoning dance is intricate and must not be interrupted. Is this not the best kind of marriage, husband? Now, while our love is still undimmed. Oh, God, Serpent, awake! Aw, oh, heckity. I'm gonna have to fix this, aren't I? Stay away, witch you. Let ceremony finish. Say, Torg, that's a nice stick. Can I see it? Quickly. Don't worry.
I just need it for a moment. Ooh, nice one, Gladys. Hey, dude! No way am I gonna let some big snake eat you before I turn you in! Oh, bless you, uh, uh... Gladys, okay? Remember it! Okay, okay. Could you hurry? Looks like she's getting pretty worked up. Wake! These things are tough, all right? Husband? What? Uh, 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 okay, Big Snake, just ate that claw up like it was a chocolate truffle. God, Serpent, come, Feast, come. Oh, man, I don't even care anymore. Eat me if you want, you Big Snake. What are you doing, dude? What's the matter with you? Oh, ain't no matter with me. A dude can have enough is all. Don't you see? The universe just won't let me have anything, but it won't let me die either. That's my predicament. Don't be stupid. I'm not going to give up on saving you just because you think Grudax will send a giant weight from the sky to squish the serpent or whatever. Oh, wow. Talk about a big spaceship cocking a giant monster snake in the head. Heck, just how lucky are you? I can say from experience, very. Hey, man, where'd you come from? That big space liner, dumbass. I knew you'd be in some kind of scrape. Lucky I was in the neighborhood. And lucky that big-ass snake was there to cushion our fall. Yeah, guess that was lucky. Heretic, restrain them this instant. Come on, kid, time to jump to the snake cave. You don't want to stick around here. Oh, not with you. Geezer, we're done after the shit you pulled on Colchis. Don't be a sissy. Do I gotta drag you? Hold up! You two ain't going anywhere! Uh, I got a stick! Sister, there you are. Where's the clom? Uh... I ain't going. I'd rather take my chances with the witches than crawl through some snake-infested cave with you. That's so? What about her? Stop! You are not getting away! Hell no! Uh, sorry, your regalness. I'm sure you'll find some other lucky guy to be your side dish as soon as the snake wakes up. Wait, what? I'll explain later. After them! Torg? Torg? <laughs> Whoa! Big, big stick fall from sky. Put Torg stick to shame. Maybe you need a new lifelong fixation, big guy. Come on, you first, dude. No! No matter where you go, dude, I won't stop chasing you! Won't that be a merry chase, then? <laughs> Ladies. Bastard! With that, he leaps into the darkness of the cave, Judith close behind him. So, the two dudes head for the unknown, with a bevy of pursuers at their backs. In short, business as usual for our heroes. What new adventure waits at the bottom? Will Judith and the witches get their men? Is there hope for Orpheus Anderson's teenage romance? Tune in in two weeks to find out. DJUT has presented Soldiers in Space, Episode 2, I Marry the Queen of the Serpents. The program was written, directed, and edited by Fred Azaredo. Produced by Jack Solar, with Otavio Barbosa as creative consultant. The following performers were featured. Fred Azaredo as the narrator. Anne Gray. Carmen Mancuso. 
as Brown, Zoe Heffring as Gladys and the Comtesse, Gabrielle Germain as Betsy and Hurwitz, Alice Wu as Judith Osterheld, Dana Prather as Orpheus Anderson, Juliette Morrison as the Queen of the Serpents, Daniel Benjamin Miller as Lamont, Madame Polignac, and the Zorblong, and Edward Scrimuda as the hostage, Torg, and the guard.